the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As we move towards the end of this age, the furnace of opposition is going to be heated seven times hotter, and the pressure to conform will be stronger and stronger. And it's going to take a great deal of grace and prayer and courage and faith for God's people to stand tall for Jesus while others are bowing their knees to the gods of this world. As I look back over the years, I can certainly see how things have changed, how the temptations and the opportunities which are out there to go in the wrong direction have increased in some cases exponentially. I'm sure you've seen them as well. Our teacher, Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, is in the book of Daniel, and we'll join him in the third chapter in just a moment. This is a daily visit, and we are listener-supported. You can join us financially and learn more about the ministry and Church of the Highlands through the website highlands.us. Here's Pastor Layton again in chapter 3 of the book of Daniel. Verse 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated, and he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, their other garments, and were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. And because the king's orders was urgent and the furnace was overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste, and he declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, But I see four, four men, unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they're not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods, filled with fury, uncontrollable anger. The expression of his face changed. You ever been around a person who gets so angry their face distorts and changes, makes you step back? This king had a problem with his temper and got the best of him again. I mean, proud men don't like to be disobeyed. Given the option, the offer to these young men to, to change their ways, and they had refused. And so he was disposed and determined to destroy them. Now, the passage mentions a furnace. And there are several different kinds of furnaces. One of the ones that we're probably more familiar with is the one that's used for baking bread. And it has a door in front. But by the description, this appears to be a furnace that was used for smelting ore. Perhaps the ore, the gold, that was used in the building of the statue. It had a large opening at the top through which the fuel and ore could be dropped into the fire. There was a door at the bottom through which the metal was taken out. There was an opening in the wall that enabled the smelters to see the progress of their work. It mentions that the king ordered it to be seven times hotter... And uh, the furnace could be made hotter by using air in bellows to raise the temperature from roughly 
1,100 to 1,100 degrees to about 1,500 degrees centigrade, which is about 2,700 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, according to the United Bible Society's Handbook on Interpretation, the word fell should not be one that is used for an accidental fall, but rather one that clearly indicates that the men were intentionally dropped into the fire by other people. The use of this verb confirms the way in which the condemned men were thrown into the furnace, that is, from the top. Now, regardless of what type of furnace was used, the king looked into the furnace and he saw that they weren't dead, they were alive, they were not bound, but they were loose, and there was a fourth person with them, someone that he described as a son of the gods, a phrase that is a Semitic expression for identifying a supernatural being. And from Nebuchadnezzar's perspective, he might consider it possibly one of the gods of the Babylonians. But the fourth person in the furnace was Jesus Christ in one of his pre-incarnate appearances before being born in Bethlehem. Verse 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near the door of the burning fiery furnace and declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the king's counselor gathered together and saw the fire had not any power over the bodies of these men. The hair of their heads was not singed. Their cloaks were not harmed. There was no smell of fire or smoke had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree. Any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. And then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So even though they had refused to bow down, according to the king's order, when the king ordered to come out, they didn't waste any time. And they could walk out because that cords that had bound them had not survived the furnace. Each man's body was whole, their hair was not singed, their clothing didn't even smell like fire or smoke, and they were inspected by Nebuchadnezzar and the leaders of Babylon. And Nebuchadnezzar affirmed the power of God, the effectiveness of faith in him, and the dedication of these three remarkable men. And so by this act of faith, this became a witness of the power of Almighty God to the entire assembled leadership of the Babylonian Empire. The preservation of these men in the fiery furnace was miraculous. There is no other explanation for it. You either accept it or reject it. There have been so many efforts at trying to explain this thing away. Uh, Somebody suggested, well, it wasn't really them in the fire, but the dancing flames made it look like they were in the fire. But how does that explain the death of those strong men who threw them into the fire? How did the strong men get killed and they didn't? Uh, You know, it's remarkable the extent to which people will go to try to explain away the miraculous power of God. The bottom line is that God is all-powerful. He can do anything He wants. Remember, the angel said, is anything too hard for God? So why did then the Lord include this story in the Old Testament? 
Well, for the same reason that he included stories of faith experiences of Abraham and Joshua, Moses, David, the prophets, and so forth. It was to encourage God's people in their battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil. Romans 15.4 says, Everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through endurance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. We might have hope. What's written in the Scriptures is written to give us hope. Do you know that hope is one of the greatest shortages today? Suicides are up. Suicides are directly related to a loss of hope. When people lose hope, they consider suicide. We need to constantly be in the Scriptures because in them our hope is going to be refreshed. It's to encourage us in our struggles against the flesh, against the world, and against the devil. You know, Christians, believers, we're in a war. And we're fighting on multiple fronts. We're fighting the sin that is in our members, the the sin that the Apostle Paul described in Romans 7, the sin that's within us. We're we're at war against the circumstances around, the world around us, the, the pressures and the influence of the world around us. And we're also at war against the schemes of the devil. And he's had centuries and centuries and centuries to perfect his scheming. We're constantly at war. The Apostle Peter must have been well acquainted with this because he used the metaphor of the fiery trial when he warned believers of the persecutions that were coming to the church. Now, you see, we as Christians in America, we, we live in a very special place and time. Very special place and time. But there are places to, today and places throughout the last century where believers are being persecuted and killed for their faith. In fact, we are told that in the last century, more Christians died as martyrs than in all of the centuries before put together. The events in Daniel 3 remind us of prophecies that are found in the book of Revelation, particularly chapters 13 and 14. Someday there's going to arise a world leader like Nebuchadnezzar, the beast, who will have an image of himself constructed and force all of the people of the world to worship him. The people will be given a special mark on their forehead or their hand. And if you don't have the mark, you will not be able to conduct business. Those who refuse will be persecuted, and many of them will be slain. J. Vernon McGee wrote, The events recorded here in this chapter are a historical incident But we should also note that it is a prophetic picture of the Great Tribulation period. The fiery furnace represents the sufferings that will occur during the Great Tribulation. This man, Nebuchadnezzar, represents the beast out of the sea, the Antichrist, the last great world ruler. The image of gold represents the abomination of desolation of which the Lord Jesus spoke. These three Hebrew children represent the remnant, which will be miraculously preserved during the Great Tribulation period. And then quite interestingly... Daniel is not mentioned in this chapter at all. He wasn't around. He is therefore a picture of the redeemed ones who are to be removed before the great tribulation. What a very wonderful picture is presented here. In the fourth man present in the furnace, we also see the Lord Jesus was there with him. He will be with them also in the day of the great tribulation. With those who are his as they go through the trials of that period. My friend, he is with you and me today as we go through our trials. He said, These things I have spoken unto you, 
that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He also said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. He promised to never leave us, nor forsake his own. The words of J. Vernon McGee. As we move towards the end of this age, the furnace of opposition is going to be heated seven times hotter, and the pressure to conform will be stronger and stronger. And it's going to take a great deal of grace and prayer and courage and faith for God's people to stand tall for Jesus while others are bowing their knees to the gods of this world. The book of Daniel is a source of encouragement because it reminds us that God cares for his people and honors them when they are true to him. Them that honor me, I will honor. What a powerful teaching from the book of Daniel. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely, the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. He's ended message three in this series called The Two Kingdoms. And we'll come back tomorrow to begin a new message. I hope you can join us. You can find out more about the ministry on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Have a great rest of your day and join us when we return for more study verse by verse.